Let's get back into the budget. Let's take a look at some of those big numbers. Some of those big numbers are big, scary numbers. Joining me for that is Stanlib Chief Economist, Kevin Lings. Mr. Lings, welcome and thanks very much for your time. This sentence sent chills, I'm sure, down the spines of many people, although none of this is new. Debt service costs will absorb more than 20% of revenue. That is a huge number. Let's get your thoughts just to get into this issue, uh, if we can, please, of government's decision to start drawing on the Golden Foreign Exchange Contingency Reserve Account. Presumably, this is aimed at making sure that we start bringing those debt servicing numbers down, or have I got that wrong? Hi, John. That's the, that's the intention. Use those reserves. They're substantial. Uh, remember, these are just the revaluation of the foreign exchange reserves. Right. So think of it. Think of it as the profit or loss on foreign exchange, and there's obviously a massive profit because essentially the currency is weakened. And so that account at the beginning of the year was over 500 billion rand, and that sits within the reserve bank. And that is, the government is fully entitled to utilise those funds. And what they've decided to do is utilise a sizable portion of that in a controlled way and to use that to reduce their borrowing requirements, so effectively reducing their debt. And so what that does is it then makes the fiscal parameters look better. So instead of your debt level jumping up to 77% of GDP, it plateaus out in a couple of years' time at about 73 74%. The debt service cost, I know the, the numbers you stated are are exceptionally high, but they would be even higher had they not utilized um, the Jafekra account. So it's there to try, what they're trying to do is make the fiscal parameters look better by utilizing those reserves. Does does it, I can see that if this is largely the dividend of a weakening RAND, I can see that that would make sense uh, for RAND-denominated debt. But uh, if this is money borrowed offshore, uh, does it not just simply move with the, t- with, with, with the benefits of the weakening RAND? In other words, uh, no specific benefit at all? No, it's, no, it's not, not really okay. that at all. It's more to do with... You've got a certain amount of, uh, let's say, let's take a simple thing like gold. You hold a certain amount of gold. South Africa's always done that. And you've got a certain quantity of gold. But the gold price changes over time, right? right? And so over time, effectively, that is worth more. Now, you're making a profit, if you like, on, on just holding the gold. That profit, not the, not the total amount, that profit relative to when you first accumulated the gold is then set into a separate account and you're doing the same thing for your dollar holdings right, or your euro right. holdings and you're attributing uh, a value to that. Now, it's a notional value. It's, it's just an accounting. It sits as a separate account, a revaluation to say, okay, if... Um, You've, you've uh, based on where the current exchange rate, based on where the current gold price is, you've got a certain amount. Now, you, you haven't actually got that money. You've right. got notionally that money, and you can, you can access in various ways. You can get hold of that money, and that's what essentially the government's decided to do. So, Kevin Liggs, I mean, this this obviously is the budget of uh, a treasury and a minister that really is up against the wall. If you were to give an overall assessment, did they do well 
in given the kind of circumstances uh, that we're in? Or did you see in that uh, response, uh, despite the overall defensive nature, I would think of the thinking, uh, some creativity and some signs that there are some ideas for getting us at least further away from the wall to which our back is currently pinned? We're still not, the way I think the best way to answer that is we're still not dealing with the hard the hard choices. We're still not willing to make politically the tough choice. So what's the tough choice? The tough choice is to restructure government expenditure in a very meaningful way. Um, and that is to move it away from consumption-based salaries and social payments into infrastructure-based or fixed investment-based and probably reduce it in, in its entirety. In other words, the public sector we got is unaffordable. Now, we know it's unaffordable (laughs) because every year we get more and more indebted and the debt service cost keeps ramping up. And we're now at the point where it's completely unaffordable. So what we're doing is we're saying, okay, we've got this windfall called foreign exchange revaluation. Let's use that windfall to keep the system going. And and so that will do that, right? Because you're effectively using 150 billion to reduce debt, and you can keep the system going. What do I mean right. by the system? You can keep spending on social payments and salaries, but you're not really making the hard, tough political choice. Right. Yet. And at the same time, what you're not doing is you're not making choices that lead to better economic growth. So if you look at the minister's projections for the next three years, the economy doesn't grow even at 2% in the next three years, with the population growing at 1.6%. So the minister's saying, there's nothing here that's going to get us significantly better growth, and we're not materially changing our expenditure. What we're doing is we're dealing with some of the debt, but let me put it this way. What is it that got us into the trouble in the first place? What put us in this... It's two things. You don't grow the economy fast enough, therefore you don't create jobs, therefore you don't tax revenue. So right. that's the first problem. And the second problem is your government's too big and you spend the money on the wrong things. Now, which of those two things are changing? And so when I look at the budget, I say to myself, I want to see a change in one or both of those two things. Instead, what I've seen is a government get a windfall, use that windfall to reduce the debt. But fundamentally, the underlying problem is not changing. So in what ways are it going to get better? Are we simply going to repeat the problem in the next couple of years? Thank you so much. Kevin Ling, Stanlib Chief Economist. It's 23 minutes past five.